0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright with you on this Monday morning, June the 12th. And a beautiful Monday morning it is. Although today I almost could have taken a canoe to work. More on that in a minute. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world and reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place my trust in you. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I believe in your love for me. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to, To the greater glory of God, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, you know, last week we got some rain as a uh, relief. And and over the weekend we got some rain, too, as a relief from all of the dryness. And, the. you know, I'm not going to use the term drought because I don't know necessarily what qualifies as a drought. But because of the stretch of dryness and then the heat and then the, the cool temperatures and then the rain, the ground shifted so much. Around where I live, I, I think there have been 60 water main breaks, including we've got a nice one going on our street right now that hopefully they'll get to soon, but the kids are like, Dad, it's like a river going down our street. Now, luckily for us, it goes down the storm sort before it gets to our house, but yeah, it is like a river going down our street. Today on the show, we are going to have a little bit about parenting today. We're going to have Corey Grizzle back with us, which is always a treat. We also have a homily for you on spending one hour with the Lord. We've got some remarks from Father Rippiger for husbands and fathers. And uh, we've got a homily on the primary duty of parents. So a bit of a Parenting Monday here on Roadmap to Heaven. And as always, we'll have our daily dose of encouragement. Plus, we've got Mike Roberts and the weather and the saint of the day. So let's go to Mike now.
1: Today is the feast day of Blessed Yolanda of Poland, born in 1265 in what is now Hungary. She was the daughter of the king and sister of St. Margaret of Hungary. When she was still a little girl, she was sent to Poland to be tutored by her sister, Kunigunda, who was married to a duke. When she grew up, she married a duke herself, Boloslaus, and the two had three daughters— Yolanda used her position to tend to the poor and sick and was joined many times by her husband. The two were a great team, building hospitals, convents, and churches. The people they served began to refer to Bolaslos as Boleslaus the Pious, but he died in 1279. Not long after, two of Yolanda's daughters got married. Afterwards, Yolanda and her third daughter, Anna, moved to the monastery of the poor Clares. Against her wishes, Yolanda was soon named Abbas. In her role serving the Sisters of the Poor Clares, Yolanda became revered. She continued her charity work and had a great devotion to the passion of Christ. In fact, Jesus appeared to Yolanda to tell her when her death was approaching. Immediately after her death and since, many miracles have been attributed to her. Blessed Yolanda of Poland, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed
0: day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player.
1: Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Hail, true body, truly born. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, true body, truly born of the Virgin Mary mild. Truly offered, racked and torn on the cross for all defiled from whose love pierced sacred side flowed your true blood's saving tide. Be a forte sweet to me in my death's great agony. O my loving, gentle one, sweetest Jesus, Mary's Son. Amen. we
0: are back you're listening to roadmap to heaven here on covenant network and it's one of those things i love to talk about but don't always have the best follow-through and that's order and routine i don't know about you but my life is better when i strive to live an ordered life when i strive to follow a routine and you know sometimes i also find i'm asking questions like that on the radio and i just wish someone could answer that question Luckily, Corey Grizzle's sitting right here, and she can answer that question. Corey, do you find that your life works better when you live by a routine and try to keep things ordered?
2: It absolutely does work better. However, if anyone listening knows me personally, they're laughing really loudly right now because I am not. People who meet me and know that I have 10 children and know how much I do, they're like, oh, you must be so organized. You must be so... No, it's a big picture again. Like what is, what is the most important part of my life and how do I need to get that done and what do I need to get done? I'm organized by necessity, but I have learned a lot and, and I have become a little bit more organized and routined.
0: Why is this important?
2: Uh, this is important because I would forget the most important things in the life of the day. Um, it really needs to be ordered properly properly and to be able to get something that is the most important done first. So there are all sorts of tips. There are all sorts of books you can read about, you know, let's write our list and let's do the most important thing first or let's do the thing that's going to take the most time or whatever. But sometimes when you're in survival mode, that whole list, you can get one thing done. So what's the most important thing you can get done? Let's just get that one done, right?
0: Yeah, uh, amen to that. I know that so often Beth and I will, like one of the, Times we get most annoyed with each other is if one of us disrupts the other's morning routine and then I leave something at home or she leaves something at home, and it's like, how could you leave that at home? It's like, well, you disrupted my routine! It's like, oh no! <laughs> um, and so many of the great saints, especially in the monastic communities, they develop rules for life. And, and the rules aren't rules like, you know, I, I think of rules, okay, uh, you cannot drive your car on the grass. That's a <laughs> rule, but that's not one I really have to deal with every day. It's Here's what time we get up in this house. Here's what time in this community we take our meals. Here's what time we pray. I mean, it it literally is an ordering of the whole day. These are the rules, and you're going to play by the rules if you're going to be part of this community. And while our home is not a monastery, and I I haven't been to your house, but I'm willing to venture it is not a monastery It is not a monastery. (laughs) Uh, We can still have these rules. We can have these orders for living.
2: Right. And St. Benedict's rule of life, was definitely one that I came across. I didn't just stumble upon it. I actually read another book called The Mother's Rule of Life, and she based this book and her lifestyle, because the book was about her story and how she became ordered. And In reading St. Benedict's Rules of Life, she realized a properly ordered home and a properly ordered life has God first. And so when we start to make our list and our schedule and and all of those things, then we need to make sure that every day we have time for prayer. And, you know, the monastic life has, what, six, seven, eight different times for prayer throughout the day, starting at maybe 5 a.m. And if that is how you want to live your life, that's wonderful. I, (laughs) I can get enough prayer in throughout the day, and sometimes it's just in the car. Sometimes it's just getting 15 minutes before, you know, somebody needs something from me. But I make sure that that is a very important part of the day. Otherwise, the rest of the day kind of falls apart.
0: I had a Latin teacher who once said that, uh, you know, pray without ceasing. How do you do that? How do you pray without ceasing? Mm. Have you ever been camping? You're throwing a log on the fire all the time because you want to keep the fire burning the entire time Mm -hmm. so you don't get cold. But that doesn't mean that every second you're log on the fire, log on the fire, log on the fire, log on the fire. It's finding those moments. So maybe you do have such an ordered day that you can know each and every day. It's 6 a.m. when the alarm clock goes off morning offering and these prayers, and then at 8 a.m., these prayers, and then at 10, these prayers, and so on and so forth. Maybe your day is fluid because of your appointments or whatever it may be, your, your different duties. But you know, I am going to get up in the morning. So when I get up, rule number one, pray. Uh, mm-hmm. I am going to be in the car at some point in the morning, whether it's to commute to daily mass, uh, whether it's to commute to work, whether it's to commute to take the kids to school. Uh, when I get into the car, before I start the key, I'm going to say, and our Father, a Hail Mary and a Glory Be. I am going to eat. I, I know a, a bishop who once said, you know, we're supposed to pray the Angelus at 6 noon and 6. But if you forget that, breakfast, lunch and dinner, you know, Mm -hmm. pray your meal prayers and then pray the Angelus. It's one of those things having these rules and there can be some flexibility can really help us out. Now, every kid out there has asked this question. Oh, do I have to do that? Mom, why do we have to do that? Dad, really? Can we just skip that today? But again, when we talk about raising children to be virtuous, when we talk about raising them to know God, love God, and serve God, having this rule can be such a great assistance to our children and just, you know, building them in good habits.
2: Right, right. And not only, um, we have to model these things for sure. So when we get up and, you know, if my children find me sitting in my chair and I'm listening to Gregorian chant, which I will do sometimes, or I'm praying the rosary as I'm sitting there in the chair and they find me modeling that, I think that goes a long way. Um, Also, like you said, when you wake up, make it your habit to say the morning offering. um, If that's all you can get out because the baby is crying or whatever, you know, is going on right away in the morning. Also... Little things like when you see the ambulance go by, and we say a hail Mary in the car, all of the children, because we don't know what's going on. When the phone rings, and well, not anymore. You, you, you remember the time when the phone would ring and you didn't know who it was? So
0: <laughs> Andrew had to get up and go all the way across the house to the kitchen, right, to answer the phone,
2: <laughs> or you had to find the cordless phone because you didn't know where it was. But anyway, when you didn't know who it was on the phone, now you do. And, and it might be even worse where you see who's calling you and you don't want to pick up the phone, but you might want to say whoever's on the other side of that phone, I'm going to say a quick prayer for that person and then I'm going to answer the phone. That way it puts you in a better mood to pick up that phone also and you've said a prayer for someone else. So little things like that that you can get through your day. We pray for parking spots. We pray, dear Lord, can you please find us the good parking spot? <laughs> we pray for, you know, the person that walks across and, and looks like they're having a bad day that day. Um, so so to be able to talk, to talk to your children about these things and just get that prayer in, because there's so much to be said for our rote prayers because they are so powerful. And there's so much to be said for just our spontaneous, dear Lord, please help this person Find a place to sleep tonight, and, exactly. and I think there's there's enough there's enough power in that, but to make sure that that is the most important part of our day is important.
0: Yeah. Now, it's one of those great things that the more we do this, the easier it becomes, to. As we get used to the routine—I'd like to say, as our children get used to the routine—but <laughs> as we get used to yes. the routine, too, we function better, we pray better, We. it's easier to know God, love God, and serve God. It's easier to uh, be habitual in virtue instead of vice when you surround yourself with virtue in, instead of vice. Yeah. Um, it's a long game, but the payoff is immense.
2: Right. You have to be really intentional about it, too. And you have to plan these things sometimes, like confession. We'll go to confession as a family on a Saturday night. We have to put it on the calendar. You know, so some of these things you really have to order your whole life. But, you know, those are the things that you have to plan and then the spontaneous things kind of fall in with that.
0: Listen, you're talking to a guy that has lunch on his calendar every day. Because if I don't, <laughs> I'm like, well, forget. I'll have time to eat. I don't forget. I just keep busying myself. Oh, I'll have time for that in a little bit. I'll have time uh, for that. Yeah. And I have to say, no, stop and make time for lunch here. Uh, speaking of time, it is time to go to a break. But, Corey, I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you. It is always a joy to have you here in the studio. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned.
2: A Prayer to Redeem Lost Time by St. Teresa of Avila. O my God, source of all mercy, I acknowledge your sovereign power. While recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord, can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future, that I may appear before you in wedding garments. Amen.
0: We begin our week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement with a new theme, and once more, Patty Schneier is with us. Patty, what will we be discussing this week?
3: Well, this is kind of a crazy theme for the week. I'm going to call it, Some Things Need Explaining, (laughs) and I'm going to have to unpack that all this week, but I'm talking about nuance this week. I look around our world, and I'm seeing a tendency to make everything the same. I can see good intentions behind this in many areas, but we have to be careful not to label all things as the same. When differences do exist, for example, the difference between men and women, this is a huge one, though equal in dignity, there's truth there, the same in equal dignity, there are some important differences, right? We have to acknowledge that so that life can continue and flourish. To deny sexual difference is genocide to the human race. So we have to have this difference in order to have human life at all. So today I want to talk about some areas where we need to develop nuance, discernment, and a deeper level of understanding. Okay, the first one is this. Some people will say, sin is sin. Sin is sin. It's all the same. It's just sin. Now, there's an element of truth to that. All sin is a denial of God. All sin harms our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, and with others. And all sin leads to misery. But... There is a distinction between mortal and venial sin, between sins of weakness and sins of calculated obstinance, denial of sin. For example, there is a huge difference between Judas's calculated betrayal and Peter's impulsive denial. Another example of distinction A young couple who decide to live together unashamed and public about their decision, choosing to persist and remain in a state of sin versus a young couple who were trying to be pure and chaste but fell into temptation. See, one is a persistent sin, and it's graver, more serious than a moment of weakness. Sin with forethought, is graver than a sin committed out of impulse. Mortal sin is different than venial sin. So do not be fooled. Not all sin is equal. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things this week, that things are not always the same or as they seem. And we're going to just unpack that a little bit this week, give you something to think about, and maybe help you teach your children about this nuance and distinction about some very important issues.
0: Sometimes we like to say, no explanation needed. Well, this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, explanation needed and explanation will be given. Patty, thank you so much. All right, now let's have a little catequiz here on the show. We know that Friday we're going to celebrate the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And if you've listened to the show long enough, you know that the devotion to the Sacred Heart was handed down to us from our Lord through apparitions to St. Margaret Mary Alico. So today's Catequiz question, what order of religious sisters or nuns was St. Margaret Mary Alico? What order did she belong to? Well, St. Margaret Mary Alico was a French nun who belonged to the Order of the Visitation of Holy Mary, the Visitandines in eastern France. So in uh, 1673, she began to receive the visions, but she was in the Order of the Visitation of Holy Mary. Now, you know what I'm going to say. Go out of your way. Start planning now to make Friday just a wonderful, prayerful, day of celebration prayer 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 at the forefront of it but also a day of celebration and if you haven't yet i i, I wouldn't want to spoil later catechisms this week but i'll tell you this go read the 12 promises of the sacred heart because they'll inspire you to have devotion to the sacred heart i i guarantee it i guarantee it how could you not uh, that is our catequiz today. We want to remind you that this coming Saturday, Shane Kapler will be giving a conference out at Saint. Oh, where is it here? Saint Peter Parish in Saint Charles from 9 a.m. to noon. Shane, of course, was on the show Friday morning with Michael Vento and Father David Skillman. He'll be giving two talks: the biblical roots of Marian consecration in Jesus' heart. Speaking of the Sacred Heart, Jesus' heart source of Catholic prayer. And uh, after the two talks, there will be a what they're calling a—they will finish the morning by marrying the praying of the rosary to the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So they'll end the morning by praying the rosary and praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. What a great way to conclude the morning. By the way, not only is Friday the Sacred Heart, our Feast of the Sacred Heart, but because of that, then Saturday— is the memorial of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and Friday is the rank of a solemnity. So that's why we say pray, but also party too. It's it's a joyous day. Um, ahead on the week, we are going to be talking about the Sacred Heart here on the show, and you know maybe we'll have to get some different ideas. I, I've got a reach back into some lists we've assembled over the years of different ways you can celebrate the sacred heart in your home. But it's a good reminder for us. And, uh, we, you know, we started the day off hearing about some things that Fulton Sheen said, and I'd go to his book, The World's First Love. It's a great book about Mary, the mother of God. And in the book, he makes the comment that, you know, it would be easier to— separate the heat of the sun, S-U-N, like the sun up in the sky, the heat of the sun from its light than it would be to separate the blessed mother from her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and vice versa, that the two are so closely united in relationship with one another. Um, If you want to go to our Lord, the surest way to go to him is through the intercession of his blessed mother. And entrust your intercession to her. As we heard last week, our Lord entrusted himself to her, so we can entrust our intercession to her as well. It's a really, you know, if you need something to focus on in prayer this week, there it is, the two hearts. And if you really want to have, uh, you know, devotion, throw in the, the most chaste heart of St. Joseph in there and foster your devotion to the Holy Family. But this week, let's focus on the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the sacred heart of Jesus as we spend our time together. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us, St. Joseph. Terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it's been great to be with you today. Uh Husbands and fathers out there, remember? Patience, calmness. As my confessor once said to me, Adam, you're the captain of the ship. If the ship remains, if the captain remains calm, those on the ship remain calm. If the captain is in chaos, the ship is in chaos. So take that for what it's worth. It's been a great spiritual help for me. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And speaking of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, as she appeared to the children and Fatima back in... 1917, she had one very important message for all of us, for all of us, and that is to pray your rosary today.